This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as Freddie and Harry. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas. We are presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always to that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. If you're looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay and benefits, and at one of the country's top workplaces, you better join their growing team. So go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. So then there were four trying to get the B2 to be the one. Championship Sunday, 3 o'clock Eastern time, the first game, Baltimore Ravens hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Then at 6.30 Eastern time, the second game, the San Francisco 49ers, they are going to host the Detroit Lions. And it all comes down to quarterbacks as usual. But in the AFC Championship game, the two Supermen facing each other. Patrick Mahomes on one side, Lamar Jackson on the other side. Who needs to be Superman more for their team to win? Patrick in Kansas City or Lamar with Baltimore? You'll get our answers as you hear Steve Spagnuolo, Chiefs defensive coordinator, had to say that, hey, when you're facing a guy like Lamar Jackson, if you're not able to control him this way, it is going to be a long, long day for you. They are different quarterbacks. You know, what we want to do to him might change a little bit. I don't want to dive too deep into it, but he's just like, if you, you put the film on, I mean, it's like, okay, how, how do you defend that? It's another one of those, right? Because there's some things he does that nobody else does and uh, the, the best thing we can do is try to try to contain him as best we can to me the best thing we did last week if we can if we could do this again which is hard to do is limit the explosive passes I mean I think that helped us you know then it makes him kind of matriculate down the field we certainly need to defend this quarterback better than we did last week to make things go the way we want yeah, Lamar Jackson is a unique talent, and I think mm-hmm. it's going to be difficult for the Kansas City Chiefs if they allow Lamar to be double-headed. And what I mean by that, being able to have success right. with his arm, and but his also legs. allowing yeah. success with his legs. And that's what Lamar has been so unique because he's not just taking off instantly. He's literally dropping back in the pocket, trying to deliver the football down the field, but understanding certain coverages and whatnot, and he's taking off at the right times and not rushing and doing it. So he's still trying to make the play down the field, but he also has the weapons, right? When you look at uh, Isaiah Likely, Mark Andrews might come back in this ballgame as well. We don't have the uh, the, the 100% okay on that yet, but it's looking like it could be good. You have Odell Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers, who I think is going to be a phenomenal receiver in this league for for a very, very long time. And you add that to the the quarterback runs or the decision or the different options that they have on a zone read where you can hand that football off to the running back. Lamar Jackson can either keep it or he can throw it out to the sidelines where you have a wide receiver waiting or you got a receiver in the slot that runs up five yards and just turns around. You have four different options. Right in a defensive player, if they're not reading their keys, their head's going to be spinning like a top. But I think for Kansas City to have success, they're going to have to make Lamar think quickly. Absolutely, get the ball out of his hands quickly and rally to the football. Yep, that's what they're going to have to do, in my opinion. Unique in New Jersey is one of our favorites at eight 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 seven two nine three seven three seven seven six. He's got something to say about the Superman on one side in Kansas City and the Superman on the other side in Baltimore when it comes to Mahomes and Jackson. Unique, what you got, brother? What's good? What's good, brothers? What's happening? Everything's good. Everything's good. And you happening. That's what. Yeah, man. I've been trying to get to y'all all week, man. You know, y'all so popular, man. You know, I can't even get through, man. So, you know, that's a good thing, you know? <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm serious, man. I've been locked in since Tuesday, man. I can't get through, you know? That's a good thing, though. So, listen, hey, 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 hey Freddie, I'm going to call you the professor because you drop drinks large in charge. 
and Big Time. What's happening? What's up, baby? You been good, bro? How are you? I'm doing, I don't hey, know about being good, I'm but I'm here. You know? <laughs> Real quick, how was your trip you to Baltimore? Saying? By the way, how was your trip to Baltimore hey, last weekend? Listen, man, listen. That that was that was very, very exciting, man, to say the least. You know what I mean? It was a very good time. And I, I seen something, man, that, that leaves no doubt in my mind what's going to take place on Sunday, man. Ooh. No doubt. Okay. So, uh, you know. Cut it short or cut it quick. But first, let's talk about uh, my man, uh, uh, Mumbles. Mumbles ain't going to get a shot, man. Mumbles, you know, he, he wants too much. I know my man was saying he's asking too much. Nah, he wants too much, man. You want to go to Atlanta, you got to run Atlanta. If you went to Carolina, he would have to run Carolina. You know what I mean? Hold on a second. You are one of the most funniest human beings, bro, I think I've ever encountered in my life. Did he call Bill Belichick Mumbles? Yes. I was like, Mumbles? He told me, then it registered to me who he was talking about. Wow. keeping it real. You know, he can't expect that. You know what I mean? Listen, yo, yo, you know what happened, man. He messed up with mac and cheese. When he told that man, uh, he's done. He's done. He's finished. Don't worry about him. I got somebody for us. And, 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 and what the hero do? He went over there. He went out there to Tampa. He grabbed he grabbed uh, 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 the tight end with him. And they went and did what they wanted to do, man. Ever since then, that happened? Hey, man. Mac and Cheese been twiddling his toes waiting to get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> Unique, we love you, man. We love you, bro. To the 25th power. Like, seriously. <laughs> to the 25th power. He called Bill Belichick Mumbles. Freddie. My God. While he was going, I was like, Mumbles? And then mumbles. I and I went to thinking about it. I went to think about the press conferences that Bill uh-huh. Belichick hold. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Spot on by him. My goodness. That's too funny for words as far as that goes. But who needs to be Superman more? Mumbles won't be part of the championship game when it comes to Bill Belichick. When I got Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, who needs to be Superman more for their team to win and get to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes because this is not the offense that we've seen in the past for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh When you look at Travis Kelsey – he trusts him. I know he trusts Rasheed Rice right now. Yeah. But there aren't any more secondary guys that I feel like Patrick Mahomes 100% trust okay. when you talk about a game in an AFC championship game versus the defense like the Baltimore Ravens. That defense over there, mm-hmm. they're going to make you be perfect. So I think Patrick Mahomes has to be Superman more so than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, For me, I'm on the other side. You make very compelling points and accurate points. Let's be frank here, or Freddie, or Harry on ESPN Radio. You make very compelling points. But I guess because I've seen him create magic when there's mayhem around. And even last week, I know the Buffalo Bills defense was compromised with so many injuries. But plenty of people did not believe guys were going to step up and help out their quarterback. And they did. Eight explosive plays of 20-plus yards and no drops. Buffalo had zero explosive plays on the other side of the ball and four drops. Three of them extremely critical, including two deep passes down the field. That's enough for me. I've seen this before in Patrick Mahomes. I saw it last year when people did not think on one leg that they would find a way to beat Cincinnati, but they did. Or beat Philadelphia in that defense. Only sacked them one time in the Super Bowl, and they did. Lamar Jackson, first time in a situation like this with that big bad wolf on the other side when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, I think he's going to have to be more of a Superman for Baltimore than Patrick Mahomes for Kansas City. But Raheem Morris does not have to be a Superman to get an NFL head coaching job. 13 years ago, he had his chance at Tampa Bay. They pushed him out the door. He didn't have a lot to work with. He did the best he could. 13 years later, he takes over the Atlanta Falcons. By the way, on the 2013 Washington then Redskins coaching staff, 
they now have five NFL head coaches. Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco, Sean McVay in Los Angeles, Matt LaFleur in Green Bay, Mike McDaniel in Miami, and now Raheem Morris with the Atlanta Falcons being hired by the Falcons today after spending the last two years as a Rams defensive coordinator. Let's bring somebody Harry knows extremely well because they both play for the Atlanta Falcons that Raheem Morris is now in charge of. He is now, he is called Muhammad Sanu. Great follow on Twitter, M underscore 12 underscore Sanu. Can't wait to hear what he has to say on Freddie Harry about Raheem Morris being hired by the Atlanta Falcons on ESPN Radio. Muhammad, what was it like when you heard the news today that your Falcons, Harry Douglas's Falcons, Atlanta's Falcons, hired Raheem Morris over Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel to be their new head coach? Uh, I just found out. Uh, I was actually at my training facility up in Harris, Swanee, uh, training, you know, the speed and agility class for the kids. And, you know, walking out, and somebody's like, yeah, they, uh, they hired Coach Raheem. And I was like, oh, man, I feel with joy because nobody deserves it more than that guy. Knowing, like, <clears throat> the, the rapport that he has with the city, how – how much city loves him, how much he loves the city of Atlanta and the people in it and organization. So um, I know he'll, he'll be a great fit here, and I know he'll be great for the for the whole community, um, the players, uh, staff that he brings aboard, uh, you know, the, every, every, everything I know is going to be, you know, the best of the best because that's how Coach Rock operates. He always makes sure everybody has – the most per- pertinent information needed in order to be successful uh, throughout the week. So it was, uh, I was overjoyed for him. So, Sanu, you, you were able to be coached by Raheem Morris in Atlanta, uh, hands-on. What makes him such a great coach, in your opinion? Uh, just his ability to connect with the player, understand how to, you know, deliver the message that needs to come across in the manner and it needs to be delivered to whichever situation and knowing how to adapt with his players, knowing how to let them, you know, feel comfortable and be able to push them in a in a unique way to, to help them reach heights that they may have not reached if they have not came across Rock. I know he helped me understand myself, you know, in a lot, you know, better ways, helped me understand the game and in ways that I didn't before. So um I'm, you know, grateful for him. Former Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Muhammad Sanu played for that organization like Harry Douglas. Can't wait to continue to hear his thoughts about Raheem Morris being, being tabbed as head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Early today, he joins us on Freddie Harry on ESPN Radio. We mentioned that 13 years ago, he was moved on by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and had that opportunity to be a head coach, and he gets another chance, Muhammad, 13 years later. How much do you think that really helped him to be a better coach and not just for you when you guys were together at the Atlanta Falcons facility? Well, I think it's going to help him tremendously the experience that he's gained in the past 13 years. Since, since then, uh, now that he's he's been able to be, become a you know coach on the offensive side, defensive side, defensive coordinator, you know, won the Super Bowl uh, with the Rams you know, a couple years ago, so he's He's shown that he's able to orchestrate, you know, one defense to get the job done. And I know he's able to orchestrate, hopefully he's able to orchestrate the right, you know, pieces, right team, right formula that the city needs to, you know, get the job done. I want you to explain to people, I always tell everyone, two of the hardest rooms to coach, I think at any level of football, is the wide receiver room 
and also the DB room because you have a ton of different personalities, right? And you, yeah. your job as a, as a coach in both of those rooms, you have to be able to contain all those personalities and, and get everyone to understand the greater good. When it came to Raheem, why was he so able to do? Why was he able to do it so well? Uh, more so than I, I think other people that I've been around in the National Football League. That's the unique part about him. Like, like, like our room, we had unique, you know, people that, that had unique personalities and different temperaments, and he was able to juggle everybody. And it's so cool and unique for him to to just watch how he handled it. And he's just able to connect on a much deeper level, and like I said, he's able to convey the message that needs to get the job done. And it showed in uh, the way we were able to achieve, uh, you know, getting those deep in playoff runs when, you know, playing with him. I know our room was always prepared. Like, our room was always, you know, ready to go. So, um, Mm. even knowing, like, him coaching defensive backs and receivers, like, it's, the way he was able to teach us as receivers to understand how defensive backs play, it broke down the game to a whole nother level for me understanding receiver play. So it's like, you know, that level of details, that level, that level of understanding, you know, that's, that goes big for, you know, coaching when it comes down to, you know, delivering a message from a player to coach, coach to player, player to player. Cause now players can reiterate a message, you know, much better because they're able to do it physically as well as he's able to break it down mentally. Not to say he can't do it physically, which, but, but I'm just saying like right. that's a whole different level of understanding when you have a coach that can break it down to that level to, to help a player understand and deliver that same message. Raced up by Muhammad Sanu, from Atlanta Falcons wide receiver like Harry Douglas. Both of these two guys are thoroughly overjoyed that the Falcons have selected Raheem Morris to take over that franchise after getting a chance with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 13 years later, Raheem Morris gets another shot. Muhammad Sanu joined us here on Freddie and Harry. Hit him on Twitter at, Muhammad, at Mo underscore 12 underscore Sanu. Muhammad, thank you so much for joining us on short notice, man. Appreciate you and enjoy championship weekend as well. Appreciate you. I hope y'all have a great weekend. You too. I love what he said in terms of connecting with players and how even though he's on the defensive side of the ball, he was very willing to make that adjustment to the offensive side of the ball. This way, he wanted to prove how well-rounded he was as a coach, but also to even be better as a person connecting with players no matter where that road was going to lead Raheem Morris and to let him to be getting a second chance as a head coach with the Atlanta Falcons, as he was named earlier today. And just think about the room that he was in when you're able to coach a guy like Julio Jones, who's going to be a Hall of Famer, Mohamed Sanu, who was so um, versatile on the football field and could do a lot of different things from the wide receiver position and be one of the better athletes that played the game at that position as well. Being able to reach guys like that and give them important information because he he was on the defensive side. Hey, this is what the corner, this is what the safety, this is what this zone defense is trying to do. This is how you have to attack it. This is how you defeat it. So being able to bring knowledge to that side of the ball to guys who were veterans at the position it was very, very valuable for the Atlanta Falcons, and I know it was valuable for the Los Angeles Rams when he moved back to the defensive side and became the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Guys, these are what receivers are thinking. 
This is what the quarterback is looking at when it comes to this front. This right. is a run play that he might check to if we're in this coverage. All those things Raheem Morris are able to relate to as players because he's been on both sides of the ball. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. In the words of Stephen Colbert, meanwhile in Belichick land, he may not have a job in 2024. Bill Belichick, the only interview he's had so far was with the Atlanta Falcons. He was one of 14 head coaching candidates for that job. Raheem Morris wound up getting the opportunity to be the head coach of that football team. I don't believe that Bill Belichick has seen the last of the NFL or the, that the NFL has seen the last of him. I do believe he's not going to be a coach this coaching cycle. I do believe in 2024. The only way he's going to go to an NFL game will be with a ticket or watching it on TV. That doesn't mean that he won't be a potential head coach or a head coaching candidate in 2025. Yeah, Bill Belichick is not done coaching football. We also got to remember he's 15 wins away from passing Don Shula to become the winningest uh, uh, coach of all time in the National Football League. But he, I still believe he has football in him. But it's also sometimes patience is a virtue. And it's about waiting for the right job when it becomes open. He's playing the long game. Yep. Normally at 71 years of age, you don't know how much time you have left in the NFL to be a coach. But Bill Belichick has never been a snap decision kind of person. Anytime he's made a decision, whether it's to cut a player or to keep a player, to draft a player, to not draft a player, to sign a free agent, to not sign a free agent, he is very, very calculating when it comes to that. He's not the kind of guy that wakes up and says, I'm going to do this today. That's not how Bill Belichick has seemingly to be wired when it comes to making football decisions, and especially when he's making the biggest football decision of his life in terms of, yes, he still wants to coach, but he's going to make sure that the elements that he wants are going to be in place. Now, Harry, he'll have to make some concessions. He may go to an organization that will not give him total autonomy. It's not going to be like a boomerang. You mean I have total autonomy? They're not going to do that for him like like, like, like Marcus did not give the homeboy in the movie Boomerang. He's not getting total autonomy. He's not getting that with the NFL team. But if that's a concession that he's willing to make, there will be opportunities after the season, after the upcoming season is over for him to get back to the game of being an NFL head coach. Yeah, we got two coaches right now that we know that's, that are holding on by a shoestring. Nick Sirianni, Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. There'll be a couple more. <laughs> They're always Holding is. on by a shoestring, Freddie. Yeah. That shoestring damn near ripped, too. Oh, I'm about to say, how strong is that shoestring? Oh, it's not strong at all. Uh, Mike McCarthy's maybe a little stronger because they're 12-5 <laughs> and five again. It's not strong at all. But you're right. That, that strength capacity for that shoestring involving Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia, no matter who he brings in, as an offensive coordinator, go Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator. And no matter what Mike McCarthy is going to have to do with the defensive coordinator, I think it's more than likely that Dan Quinn is going to be the Seattle Seahawks head coach, although stranger things have happened. But you're right. Those two opportunities, those two jobs are right there. And I thought Kevin Winter, one of our sports center guys, said it best. Hey, Dallas, Philly, potentially the Jets, potentially the Giants, your coaches are on the clock with guys like Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel that are still going to be out there once the coaching cycle is over with this offseason. Now go run tell that, Brother Dev. Yeah, Devin Kane. Go Giants run, run tell that. Got nothing to say? Nothing? All I got to say is there's an open D.C. job in uh, in old New York if Billy B. wants to not sit out of here and maybe take a D.C. job. Oh, yeah? Now, if we hear his name being named as a candidate, which we haven't heard anything yet, 
then we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, all but Devin Kane and Shannon Penn. Thanks for joining us. I'm Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Two teams will play each other tonight in the NBA. I guarantee you both of them had their eyes on what Milwaukee did to their head coach. Keep it here. That's next. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. On the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. When we're done here, Miami Heat hosting the Boston Celtics, presented by ND Curves, begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Our man PJ Carlisle will be on the calls and analysts for the game, along with Mark Kessler and Kevin Winter doing pre-post and halftime adjustments as well. PJ Carlisle, ESPN NBA analyst, joins us now to get us ready for that game and other NBA matters on Freddie and Harry. Before we get to Heat versus Boston, Miami Heat will have Terry Rozier in the lineup, the one they got from the Charlotte Hornets. PJ, what are your thoughts about the Milwaukee Bucks? They move on from Adrian Griffin at the 43 games, and they bring in Doc Rivers to take over. Well, uh, let me go backwards, Freddie, as usual. Um, obviously, anytime you hire Doc Rivers, that's a great move. Uh, good friend, great coach. Uh, I'm sure he's going to do an excellent job. Um, Adrian Griffin, who we recruited to Seton Hall, we coached for a couple years before we moved on to Portland, got a raw deal. I mean, we First time as a head coach, and you have the second-best record in the league. Eric Spolster just said to us, we were talking before the interview, he said, I'd like to have that record. He said every coach in the league would like to have that record except <laughs> for Joe. So that, that's sad, and, and it's even more baffling when you realize Mike Budenholzer was the coach, right. had them playing as good defense as anybody in the NBA for a long, sustained period, win a championship, wins best record in the league, last year and has to play a five-game series against our Heat, you know, what we're going to look at tonight. The only difference was Giannis misses two games, 
plays 10 minutes and 50 seconds in the first game and then has six turnovers in game four, seven turnovers in game five, and misses 13 free throws, and they changed the coach? Are you kidding me, Freddie? It's a joke. On top of, I think in both of those games, Milwaukee had double-digit leads in the fourth quarter. So they, they, they actually I, you had know, an opportunity to win those games too, Coach. I, I understand the window, and I understand, you know, when you got a guy like Giannis and, and, and they bring Dame in, that it's, it's important um, to win right away, and, and that's what they felt they needed to do. And, hey, when you own it, that's the NBA. Come on, we're all big guys. There's no, uh, you know, they write the checks out, and uh, you're the owner, you're the GM, you're whoever's making the decisions there. I just hope it's those guys that are making the decisions, not the players making the decisions. And um, you can't do a better job than Bud did. Right. And I think for a first-year coach, were there some bumps in the road? Absolutely. Did they need to defend better? Absolutely. But that's a pretty good start for Adrian Griffin. Uh, you know, his record right now looks pretty good, and I'm sure somebody else will give him a chance. But still, it's, it's hard to deal with that, Harry. But that's, hey, that's the NBA. Uh, they did make a great move after that. Doc Rivers is an excellent hire. Uh, I think the locker room will be happy. Uh, but uh, it's, it's all about winning, and, and that yeah. team, you know, feels they have a chance to win. Um, you know, I, this team we're looking at in the green warming up in fr- front of us right now. I'll tell you what, uh, there's still a long way to go. But <laughs> unless these guys hit a couple bumps, boy, they are really, really playing well, the Boston Celtics. No doubt about that. P.J. Carlismo, ESPN NBA analyst, getting us ready for Miami versus Boston and Miami on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. And staying with the Boston Celtics, Joe Mazzula had his struggles last year in the regular season, P.J., in the postseason. Never mind the fact they got to the Eastern Conference Finals. People remember, they were down 3 nothing before forcing a Game 7. Year 2, they looked completely opposite. Even better. More talented. More cohesive. What has really worked for Joe Mazzulla that has made it look like this so far with his second year as head coach of the Boston Celtics? Well, you know, Freddie, I'm always going to come down on the side of the coaches. I thought Joe was just same deal. A first-year guy, so it's easy for players uh, you know, to second guess, and, and I was lucky. I was older when I got my first chance with uh, Portland, and I had guys like Clyde Drexler and Terry Porter, Buck Williams and Jerome mm. Kersey in the locker room, and right. they had my back. I, I'm sure I did a lot of dumb things, and uh, they had my back. Uh, I thought Joe did an exceptional job last year. The, the thing that I thought was hardest for him to deal with, and he did so well, everybody forgets he got the job like it was like a week before the season started. Remember, like, they, they released M.A. late, very yeah. late, right before the thing started. Right. And it was never his staff. You could tell that at the end of the year. A lot of those guys went with M.A. to Houston. Don't get me wrong, good coaches. But now Joe's got his own guys. More importantly, Brad Stevens made a great move. I wasn't sure it was such a good move getting Chris Stapps at the time. They said it's going to change him and, and losing Marcus Smart because right. I thought he was kind of like the heart and soul of the team. Well, guess what? Brad Stevens knew his roster, and Joe knew his roster very well. Uh, Chris Stapps has made a huge difference in terms of the size, the spacing on the floor. He gets to the free throw line. He's a good defender. Uh, he's really, really a good player, and even though he's missed some games, and his health is probably the biggest concern looking in from the outside. You know, they, they need Chris Stapps to be healthy in the playoffs and play the way he's played uh, w- when he's been available. And picking up Drew is a no-brainer. I, you know, mm-hmm. losing Marcus I thought was going to hurt. I thought that right up until the day they picked up Drew Holiday. I said, right. okay, they're still going to miss some things that Marcus brought to the table. But Drew Holiday is one of the things they're missing in Milwaukee the most, frankly. Yeah. One of the reasons Milwaukee is struggling as much 
on the defensive end is arguably the best defensive player in the league. And, Drew, these two guys have just fit in so, so well. Derek White's gone to another level, he does, uh, yeah. Harry and, and, and Freddie. He's playing. He was playing really well. I happen, We happened to have the first game, Kesty and I, when they did the trade. I was shocked because Pop loved him in San Antonio. And he came in and he had a good game. Might have hit a shot or something like that. Kind of from day one, they liked him in Boston. But, I mean, he is playing at a whole different level right now. Defensively, he's playing great. His three-point shooting is excellent. He makes every free throw. He takes big shots now. This team is impossible to defend. They got so many weapons and so many guys like that, like you know, on a different night, step up. Kind of like what Phoenix is doing right now. That's a little scary. You know, what I mean, like Kevin gets ten or twelve one night, and Beal goes for thirty something. Then he goes for like twelve or fourteen the next night, and Book goes for. 30 or 40, uh, it's great. The Celtics have that dynamic going. They don't seem to care who's the hot hand. They step up and they do it. And, uh, you know, I'm repeating myself. They are real. <laughs> they're playing better than anybody in the league right now, no question. TJ Carlos with ESPN NBA analyst here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. The common denominator you mentioned when it comes to the Celtics and lately the Phoenix Suns is health. When your stars are healthy, you can do some things. That brings in Joel Embiid. Relatively healthy, and he has been white hot for the, like the last pretty much all season, especially the last 22 games, scoring at least 30 points. What has impressed you the most about Joel Embiid with Nick Nurse taking over in Philadelphia and really bringing the best out of him? Well, I, you know, he's missed. He's missed. He stills missed games. He's on the verge, and, and selfishly, it's going to hurt. Him. Selfishly for him, it's going to hurt him. I, you know, based on how many games he missed in his first half of the season, I don't know if he can get to that 65 number where the individual. Uh, you know, awards are, are going to be a factor. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty confident. I don't know Joel all that well, but I know him well enough to say he would trade all those individual awards to get out of that second round and yep. to have a chance to win the whole thing. And he's playing just incredibly well right now. Uh, I hope he can stay healthy. Another guy that's gotten to another level, and, and we're talking, you know, we mentioned D. White. Halliburton did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody said, yeah, he's pretty good last year. He's better than we thought he was. Well, he's gotten to another level. Um, Tyrese Maxey is playing super basketball. Uh, again, last year, people said, wow, he's better than we thought he was. We thought he was a good young player. He's better than a good young player. He's gone beyond that now. He's an all-star, I think. Uh, and, again, based on their success, we'll see. But uh, with those two, you, you can't advance deep in the playoffs. You don't, you're not playing in that third or fourth round unless you have great players. And Joel's been a great player for a long time. I think Tyrese Maxey is right there himself. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Some of the matchups that could yeah. transpire in the playoffs if, if you know teams stay healthy, as you mentioned, Freddie, uh, and the rosters are close to complete, it's going to be unbelievable. You know, People forget in a given year you just don't win the whole thing unless you're lucky with injuries. I mean, it's just t- year in and year out. You get to the end, you say, hey, these guys, have you know, they've been lucky with an injury. No kidding. That's why they're there because they're good players that played most of the games, if not, you know, uh, in the regular season, definitely in the playoffs. And you look at a team like Miami yep. who, you know, has not been healthy this year. Last year, Tyler Hero got hurt in the first game of the first series. I think it was against Milwaukee. Yeah, it was against Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was it. That was all he played. You're talking like 20 points and then some. Um, so it's you need your big guns to be playing. There's no question about that. Uh, and health's going to be a factor. It's been a positive so far from, uh, I think, for Boston with the exception of Chris Stapps. He hasn't missed a ton of games. But uh, you hope, uh, if you're a Celtic fan, 
uh, that, that, like Kevin Winter is, uh, you hope that uh, that Chris Stapps is going to be able to play, particularly in April, May, and maybe June. Real quick, 30 seconds left. You mentioned Miami Heat. They get Terry Rozier, and I think a big reason is, of course, he can score in the backcourt, but just in case Tyler Hill gets injured, now you got somebody that can step up and make those plays and help out Jimmy Butler. They're about to play the Boston Celtics tonight, Miami. Realistically, how much of this could be a sneaky trade that could really help Miami in the Eastern Conference playoffs? I don't even think it's sneaky. I think it's a, a, not a steal. I think it's a great trade for them. It's funny, you know, like we're doing, Kessie and I are putting our boards together today, and, and Terry Rozier is ahead of uh, all the other Heat players in almost every category. Now, again, he's playing for Charlotte. It's going to be a different role here. Yep. He's going to make a huge difference. He shoots the three. The thing he can do, Freddie, and how he can put the ball on the floor. He can get to the basket. He can beat people on the dribble himself. His assist numbers are up. He's having the best year he's ever had. If he can bring some of that uh, to to the Heat, you know, and, and blend in. Last night was impossible. I mean, he got here late the night before, Absolutely. did physicals all day. I mean, it's going to take a while to see and for them to figure out how to use him and for him to figure out how his teammates play. But I think it's going to be a great, uh, a very, very, very good trade for the Miami Heat. Always appreciate you, PJ. Have a great broadcast. Tell Kessie we said hi, and we'll talk to you soon, my brother. Thanks a lot again. I will, Freddie. See you, Harry. Thank you, guys. Great stuff by PJ Carlisle, ESPN NBA analyst. He along Mark Kessler and Kevin Winter. They'll have the call tonight for the Miami Heat hosting the Boston Celtics. Cubs begins after we're done at 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This NBA player really got censored about somebody talking about his weight. And in other news, if we live to be 101, we hope that we can be like this woman. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
loved. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. It is Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And I'll tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio NBA action on Saturday night. The Denver Nuggets will host the Philadelphia 76ers, AK Round 2, between Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, presented by ND. Coverage begins at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Freddie, as I was listening to that sizzle when we were coming in promoting uh-huh. the. Uh... Yeah. The conference championships in NFL. What do you uh-huh. like most about the conference championships? Because I know uh, typically the divisional round is, is thought of as the best weekend mm-hmm. of the NFL. Yeah. But what do you like most about the conference championships? The best thing for me when it comes to conference championships, because you know it's going to be polar emotions on that field. You have a chance to play for a championship. Whether you were a division winner, that's important. We have all four division winners playing this weekend. San Francisco, they win the NFC West. Detroit, they win the NFC North. Baltimore won the AFC North. Kansas City once again won the AFC West. It's one thing to win a division championship, but when you win your conference championship and you get a chance to go to the Super Bowl, plenty of guys would tell you the minute you realize you're on your way to the Super Bowl, that has to be the best feeling in the world outside of winning a Super Bowl because if you're the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, you've never been there, meaning Lamar Jackson individually. If you're Patrick Mahomes, you're looking to go to the Super Bowl for the fourth time. If you're San Francisco, you're fine trying to get over that hump with Kyle Shanahan as your head coach. And if you're Detroit, you've never won one. You've never won a conference championship. It's been the first time in 33 years that you played for a conference championship. That's always the best thing that somebody will be celebrating. And then on the other side, you're thinking, man, there are no guarantees that we'll get to this point, to this level again in the NFL. It's going to be fantastic. Although, if you're Luka Doncic, by the way, he's been to a conference championship. He's not been to NBA Finals. But he did something that kind of broke the mold. You may have missed this last night. Now, they got the blood beaten out of them by the Phoenix Suns, meaning the Dallas Mavericks, 132-109. to In the third quarter, Dallas was not looking good. Luka not playing well. And somebody in a Suns jersey, this game being played in Dallas, he shouted, Luka, you're tired. Get your blank on the treadmill, quote, unquote. Part of a third quarter in which Dallas outscored 43-20. to Well, Luka Doncic apparently has great hearing. You would think he'd be concentrating the basketball game, trying to make plays for his team. Uh Uh-uh. He told the officiating crew. He also told people in charge regarding the Dallas Mavericks. He got called for a technical in the second consecutive game. And when it's all said and done, he asked security to eject the Suns fan, who was sitting two rows behind midcourt press row, but that comment. And according to Dallas Mavericks, they said that he wasn't immediately ejected the fan, but it's also a pretty good idea that Luka Doncic is being frustrated, taking out somebody because he heard what he had to say about him being overweight and getting on the treadmill. You know what, Freddie? Mm-hmm. That's a good old-fashioned heckle. And you know why I know it's a good old-fashioned heckle? You've done it, haven't you? No. <laughs> I know it's a good old-fashioned heckle because he got yeah. kicked out. And uh, the whole point of heckling, uh-huh. fans, they yeah. want to have an impact on the game. Right. They don't want to just sit there uh-huh. if they're a you know, fan of the opposing team. They yeah. think that they can affect the outcome of the game. Uh-huh. So this fan, even though he got kicked out, right. he knows yeah. he got into Luka's head. And for this night, and this night only, uh-huh. he's a winner. Now, by the way, he voluntarily left the arena when an arena staffer said, you know, you got to leave. No problem. He can get mad at me, but he should be having more energy to stop getting your butt kicked like what happened last night. Even after the game, Luka Doncic got into it with ESPN Dallas reporter Tim McMahon, Lucas said, and I quote, 
you'll be the first one to always put something bad about me, end quote. Never mind the fact that he, Lucas said he asked the fan to be ejected because the fan was cursing at him the whole game, and it finally got to a head. Hey, Luca, you can have rabbit ears. You can be sensitive. That's fine. Not going to quibble about it. But getting on Tim McMahon and saying you always find something bad about me, I don't think anybody has supported you more than a guy like Tim McMahon, the ESPN Dallas Mavericks reporter. The sensitivity continues at a certain point. Over there telling. <laughs> you just saw a Freddie. He over there pointing to get the, the officials uh-huh. point to the guy. Oh, t- come was on, right that was there. a good echo. Like it wasn't one. It, I can see if it was like straight name calling, yeah. but to say get, get on the treadmill, like that's funny. Come on, he didn't say anything yeah. about his family. He didn't yeah. say anything well, about anything well, personal. Well, well come maybe on. Luca got sensitive because maybe he needs to get on a treadmill. Maybe that got underneath his skin. Anyway, I'm Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Each and every night we give you a little something, something that you may not have known. It could be sports-related or not sports-related, but you know it better as. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. If we are blessed to live to at least 100 or 101 years of age, I want to be like Sarah Simpkins in Chester, Virginia. She is studying early childhood education at Bright Point Community College. She is set to graduate in May with her granddaughter. I'm not making this up. She is reminding us that you may think you're too old to learn, and she can say, come on now, I'm 101. If I can go back to school, you can. She's obtaining her degree thanks to Virginia Senior Citizens Higher Education Act of 1974, that allows any senior citizen over the age of 60 to enroll in higher education and you don't have to pay for it. She dropped out of college more than eight decades ago, more than 80 years ago after she became pregnant. Wow, that's when they considered arithmetic one of the three R's. Exactly, read and write arithmetic. She got married, had 12 children, and always wanted to get her degree. She told WTOK News, I might inspire somebody else. I returned to school it was never out of my mind. She even takes in-person art classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. She says when she goes through the homework, it's easy. Piece of cake. And she's going to graduate in May with her granddaughter. We all need to be Sarah Simpkins. We need that kind of superpower that she has. Celtics and Heat comes your way next part of the NBA on ESPN Radio. For Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman. This has been Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN Radio. Take care, God bless, and keep cool. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast.